people my age or like younger people, younger generation thinks they can do everything, yeah. especially in development. That main topic today, development, is uh, you need experience. You need those experienced guys to make sure that your products are, you know, well handled. You know, it's easier to make a product, but it's hard to handle it later. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bloomex Podcast. Uh, thank you again for MCRO for sponsoring this episode. You guys have been doing a great job on continuing to support us and the community we're trying to, uh, trying to build. Uh, MCRO, if you guys are ever looking for any programming help, uh, building apps, software, definitely hit them up. They're super uh, responsive, LinkedIn and um, other channels. And also, again, thank you for Huddle for having us here at this beautiful space uh, and filming out of, uh, out of the conference room. Um, shout out to you guys. Okay, we're here with Archit. Yeah. Archit, man, um, I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, when we launched our first event, the Startup start Stand Up, uh, I mean, we got in contact because you just literally got, bought a, a sponsorship package. Yep, exactly. and, um, funny enough, funny story, like when we put up a, put up a stand up, um, I mean, Huddle Share Space helped us out and yep. we, we weren't planning to have sponsors, so we kind of put up the, the sponsor package there, yep. like as like a test to be like how it looked like, mm -hmm. and not ex thinking that we're going to have to sell this yeah. at an event. Yeah. But you came out here and you supported us by buying. I ended up finding it. <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> right, yeah. and um, you came down and yeah. had a, we had a blast, right? Yeah. You're, uh, you've seen the, the promo video we have on I the Startup Stand yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're in there with your I was in there a couple of times, actually. <laughs> right, so thank yeah. you for that. Thank I mean, you, no problem. In that kind of regard, I mean, you moved here recently from Chicago, yep. back home. Yep. You're originally from the Toronto region. Uh, well, I was in India for in 16 India? years, since I was born until 16 years. Okay. And then, you know, I came here, did my high school, mm -hmm. uh, went to Chicago back for a little bit, um, and then maybe came back, you know, mm -hmm. for university, finished university, started working full time. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you did university, sorry, you did here? Yeah, oh, did I did go? over here, Ryerson. Ryerson, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, what did you do to graduate? Uh, I think about a year and a half ago now. A year and a half ago yeah. now? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's okay. Yeah. It's so, hard to remember the month sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. True. Um, yeah, so you, you went to you can't, how long were you in Chicago? This is what uh, I think they want to talk seven about. or eight months, actually. Seven or eight months. Yeah, my uncle still lives there. We live in Naperville, not Chicago. Chicago, it's close by. Okay, but Naperville is close by. Okay, yeah. Um, and how was uh, that experience like? What did you go there for? It's different. I mean, we have clients there, right? Yeah. For the company that I'm going to be talking about, obviously, mm -hmm. we have clients there. So I was mostly on like client visits, and you know, we didn't get to actually, you know, get. Uh, lived there, but I was working most most of the time. Yeah. And then I came back. It was like an internship, you could say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I got first um, introduced to the sh what's going on in Chicago. Like mm -hmm. the, the pretty much the startup scene there, especially with a lot of media agencies there, mm -hmm. um, through Shopify. So I actually interviewed at Shopify for uh, for like a mid level role yeah. there. And um, part of that interview, they were telling me about Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it's like you would have to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. I already spent a lot of time actually traveling. Yeah. It been a, it's a global role. True. It would have been a cool. <laughs> so we ended up working out. We did. Yeah. But um, in Chicago, there are like a bunch of ad agencies connecting globally and we're operating out of there. Yeah. Right? Like, did you have there, There's actually a BCE summit that comes up every year. What's it called? That only, BCE summit. Okay. Uh, that's actually one of the biggest tech summits ever mm. that happens down there. That's one of the main things I was there okay. for, you know, like my goal is to get leads from anywhere I can. Yeah. Right. And uh, most of the people that come out and are like enthusiastic to talk about their businesses. I love to have conversations with them. I've had like two hours conversations and still not ended up getting the lead. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 
So yeah. So the cool thing about you is you just, uh, before we started, like described yourself as mm-hmm. a business development rep, uh, rep without naming the company. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like you fulfill, this is my role, this is what I do mm-hmm. in, the, in the field that I am. And the companies uh, or companies mm-hmm. you work for yeah. is just utility, right? Like, it's just the, what, it's the service provider exactly. that you're working for. So yeah, like you could call me a vendor. People, people uh, say, like to say that because- You're a you vendor? Know, yeah, because sitting out in India, for any company to reach out to clients here or even try to get clients here, mm-hmm. one of the hardest thing. That's, you yeah. know, that's what I've heard for years. Yeah. So based on that, I built, that, built this model that, you know, uh, I go to events for you, you know, I represent you as in your company mm-hmm. and uh, I get, get you leads. I, have yeah. fo- I follow up with them for you, set up the calls, you know, and then you close them, obviously, the last step. So how does that look like? Um, I mean, so the problem with outsourcing in general has mm-hmm. a bad name. Yeah. But India has a bad name. Definitely. Right? Because a, a lot of like bad players, uh, things yeah. have happened. Not even bad players. Even like I, I, my previous employer, right? It was an energy company mm-hmm. we work with. Um, they ended up hiring someone for their, their, their portal system mm-hmm. to run their CRM. Yeah. That person was local, outsourced a person mm-hmm. local who then outsourced someone in India. Right oh, to okay. get the project done makes sense. Yeah. And because it's like a three-way kind of tier, yeah. one person has to communicate each layer down. Yeah, the top layer doesn't know the bottom layer exists. Yeah, and the communication just like the it drops out. ideas drop out. You know, scope creep and there you yeah. go. Yeah, you already have terms for this. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very important to know what a scope creep is. I'm sure I'm going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're saying is, I mean, obviously India has a bad name, and you know. I wouldn't say a bad name. Yeah. yeah like, it has a bad name like that. It's just yeah. like, you've heard so many stories. The stories, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was going to get there. It's the stories. It's experiences that people have had in the past. Thing is, I'll tell you something that not a lot of people like to tell that, hey, my development team is so good that, you know, they are based out of India because they're afraid of the, you know, the myth that, hey, outsourcing company is bad. Yeah. But then, you know, again, you, you have to know who you're getting into business with, right? If you can't trust the guy on the other side, like you said, the three-way story, if you don't even know the bottom layer, you won't uh, actually be very happy with yeah. the product because yeah. you know it's outsourced, right? Uh, I think we eradicated that problem. Okay. I just talked about scope creep. That happens a lot. Scope is basically uh, what you plan on making, like if you're making like an app or something. You know, scope creep would be... Uh, missing process. out yeah it would be missing out uh, all those points when you're getting down the communication yeah. line you would be missing out the points we eradicated that scope creep problem because you know we give you one developer mm. that you talk to directly and there's no communication in the middle like mm. there's no communicator in the middle if you may so i think that's one of the main things okay, let's, to solve let's dive into that right because yeah. well, one thing i wanted to add is like i hate that process yeah. so i've done a scopes a lot starting from my first from my first time my career create a digital product, yeah. a company called Mapian, okay. right? Had no idea how to do anything yeah. in tech, yeah. right? And the idea of building a scope was such a momentous task for me. Exactly. Because every time I learn something new about one part of it, exactly. it opened up 10 more questions. Yep. Uh, it, it spirals into a document, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you talk about in eliminate the, the scope creep. Scope creep in a sense that ideas don't get dropped. It's mm-hmm. different. There's two types of scope creep actually. One would be when your idea is not being uh, getting there or maybe sometimes you know we have that pr- problem that uh, the client actually wants more than what they have in the scope that's a reverse scope creep both happen but the one that sucks the most is the one that's not handleable when the ideas are lost in the middle in the transition right because your company is not here if your guy is in front of you I mean I, I can tell you anything right now you would remember it more than we were on the phone 
yeah. right? I mean, scopes are pretty much a, like a project management tool. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The, the artifact it, you create. It's more like a document. Yeah. I would say that's definitely one of the biggest documents that mm -hmm. we work with. I mean, definitely in the technology space, uh, we have scopes for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to use the term, term um, artifact because it's like it's something you make jointly, mm -hmm. almost like with that party together, yeah. you're coming together yeah. and work, working is understanding that this is a My baseline requirement of what you're creating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once it's created, it kind of gets locked into place and we're operating. Exactly. And anything that you need to add in, you need to be formally added in. Um, that's essentially, it's like a, almost like a social contract, mm -hmm. but a technical contract. Exactly. Right, on what yeah. you're- Like what the minimum requirement, mm -hmm. and then you know you can add it. That's, again, that's not a bad thing for us, especially yeah. being the provider. Uh, if you're adding stuff, then we're making more money, obviously. So people like to lock it more down during mm -hmm. the scope, when you're making the scope with the company, and then you know they, they more usually don't like adding on. I mean, uh, so a lot of people who, who are not familiar at scoping, mm -hmm. right, get very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Now, how do you help out with that? Uh, actually, we have uh, we have people in our company who help build scopes. Not just not not only are we doing the work, we're also building the scopes with you for part of, you. Part of the discovery. Part of the discovery, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a charge for it, of course. of course. But then you know you're getting someone more professional to think further than what you think. If you're making an app, you're probably gonna be like. This is how it's going to look like in my mind. Yeah. But there's more to it. I'm pretty sure you're going to need that app to do more. Uh, so have you ever experienced a problem when the client says one thing but doesn't understand what they're asking every for? Every day. <laughs> Literally <laughs> every day. You know, I used to work for website development. I think I told you this. Uh, even even now that when I make websites, same problem. Any any technical company, any technology company has a problem with scopes every day. You know, we have clients who don't understand what it means to you know, scope out the problems. They think everything is okay. I'll tell them just to keep my business. They'll probably do my thing just because it's extra. They won't charge me. But again, you have to make that clear from the beginning that this is what you're locking down with me. But again, it's communication you have to make. You can't just win the client and then have him get get back at you because you didn't scope it out properly. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the fr frustrating parts too. Is um, not just. It's a speed also, right? Like I remember when I the first time I did it, mm -hmm. like I treated the outsource team uh, as like it was my team, where it's like, oh cool, new, new direction guys, we actually want to add this thing in. Mm -hmm. Actually, never mind for this part, right? Like you want to be iterative, right? Yeah. You want to move fast Definitely. and like change up at things, but yeah. then it's like, hold on, we got to scope this in. Exactly. What exactly is it? Yeah. You got to put it into place, and then by the time the idea might evolve. Um, more, one, one of the issues with uh, the outsourcing outside of a firm, right? Like, do you, do you, have you, uh, do you know the guy called, um, I talk about a lot, Naval Ravikant? I've heard of him from you actually, but yeah. I don't okay. remember exactly. <laughs> Maybe we talked about this. So yeah. I, I love mentioning this guy a lot because yeah. uh, co-founder of AngelList, he, he put a point a, a, a lot, but there's also another uh, writer, Dan Sullivan, wrote about mm -hmm. this too. I've heard, uh, I've heard of Dan, Dan Sullivan, yeah. 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 He's, pretty He's pretty yeah. famous. Yeah, he wrote the book called The Firm, I mm -hmm. think, talking about the nature of the firm, mm -hmm. um, where why companies keep things internal, they hire people internally, even yeah. though it's more, it might be more expensive, yeah. um, to house them internally, pay for all the rent, pay for of all, all the stuff, yeah. Um, rather than outsource something so to a different entity, mm -hmm. whether it be a contract worker or a different company. Mm -hmm. It's literally a formula, right? Almost like, yeah. you know, like, I think so. why, why do you come into this barrier versus yeah. stay outside the barrier? I mean, transact. Yeah. Uh, and the formula comes down to a lot of different barriers, but also transactability, trust, uh, the ability to, to um, securitize things. And 
the list goes on, right? But part of that list is also the ability to be agile and, and work. Mm -hmm. If you come and work for me within the company, I pay you such a salary, such hours, I know exactly what I can ask from you yeah. and, be, and be agile exactly. about it. Yeah. I can take on the loss of saying, okay, the past 40 hours or 400 hours I paid for you, it's not going to be worth anything. We're going we're to write that. We're willing as a company to put that away mm -hmm. and say, if, you know, the next three months can be working on this. I mean, you can track their hours more too if yeah. they're in front of you. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's easier to track their hours if you're not working with somebody who's honest, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, people get paid for 40 hours every, every day, but yeah. they just don't do 40 hours at all, a yeah. week. Uh, I think I think there's there is a gap there. Mm. Uh, the firm you said the book was. Yeah, no, right? I don't remember what the book is called. Yeah, he wrote like three a series of three books of three decades. Okay, all about the nature of the firm. Yeah. That's what he called it, right? Yeah. Why do companies? What what uh, what forms what goes in the company versus what you buy, mm -hmm. right? What you pay another company to do True. or another person to do out mm -hmm. externally? What causes you to bring it ex the resource internally? Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, the point goes into being like for the past few decades. It's really been outsourcing or mm -hmm. contracting somebody or moving things outside the firm has become, been, a, been a cost for production mm -hmm. kind of point of view. Yeah. It's cost dramatically less, so mm -hmm. I'm willing to take the risk, you know, I mean, not working out the way I want it yep. to be, yep. I'm willing to take on the risk of mm -hmm. it not coming out the way I want it to be, or, you know, I'm letting the goal Again, you control. Again, you got to trust the people on the other side for that, right? Yeah. I think, I think it's easier to just fall in the trap and hire somebody who says he can do it, mm -hmm. and you haven't met them in India. A lot of companies right? do. Exactly. A That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm here in the middle. Let's yeah, just yeah. say our, uh, my company that we're going to be talking about soon. Uh, if, if I get somebody hired in, let, let's say, from India, yeah. outsourced in India, the guy over here, the client, still has me to like make sure that his, his stuff is running well, yeah. right? They, they have some kind of establishment here. That's what we wanted to do. We could have looked for clients from just India, you know, mm. that's not a bad idea. Just PPC campaigns, you can run, yeah. get clients. People want to see a face. They exactly, want to, they want right? To put a face I mean, to everything I'm too. here, I talk to you maybe half an hour. You yeah. know this guy, if, if something goes wrong, I have Archit here. Yeah. Just to make sure, you know, that uh, let's say project creep happens. I mean, sorry, scope creep happens. What do I do? Just call her chit, you know? Yeah. And then I could probably talk to the CEO and, you know, escalate stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the main issues too. People don't know how to escalate stuff when they're outsourcing. Mm. You made that easier too, because I'm here, yeah. right? I'm right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the next wave, I think what's really happening mm -hmm. to connect, reconnect us is, instead of being a, it's a cost for mm -hmm. production kind of issue where it's like the cost is lower, um, uh, the technology is making it more transactable. Yeah. More, it, it's, the process is more clear and mm -hmm. transparent, right? Yeah. And look just how like, an, like a live updating document, right? Mm -hmm. You, the client plus one, can work on one document and see it updated in real time mm -hmm. rather than sending PDFs to each other, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. just the, the, I guess the te technology allows for better transparency and, mm -hmm. and, and um, trust the form, yep. like you said, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about, business is about trust. Exactly. You want to know who you're working with. At least and the guy you're working with should be trustable. Yeah. Right? But like part of that is being able to see the person in face to face, exactly. you know, shaking their hand. I mean, it's yep. always been an old school tactical business. Yep. But technology has also provided a, a way to verify outside of just physical, mm -hmm. the physical, right? Like okay. do you guys, you guys utilize any, utilize any technology mm -hmm. in, in better communication with the client? Like, we, we mostly do Skype. And Basecamp. Basecamp is actually Basecamp a project, by project, project management software. Okay. Right? Forgot is, that, the name. is that a SaaS company or is it? No, it's Agile. It's a, I forgot the name of the maker for Basecamp. That's what we use, you know, a lot of the times. Yeah. There's also, uh, there's also, you know, just Skype communication or making sure that the guy is available during the hours that you hire him. Yeah. You know, um, if you hire a developer, let's say uh, any .NET developer, for example, mm. for eight hours a day, 
working 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. India time. You just want to make sure you always have somebody available on the other side to yeah. make sure that, you know, that guy is working on your stuff in that time. Yeah. Right. So I guess that's what we that's what we mostly use for communication. <laughs> Again, communications only going to be effective if you can trust the guy on the other side mm. that he's going to do what you, you, you say he's going to do. Right. Right, so, yeah, so we, we came across hurdles there, yeah. but I think, we, I think we're past them. 11 years into the company, I think we're okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what I'm interested in knowing is like workspaces, like the idea of digital uh, online workspaces, right? Like, mm. I mean, it used to be um, like, you know, uh, G Suite or a shared, mm. shared drives or yeah. something like that, where mm -hmm. people can access documents back and forth, allowed like people yeah. to see, visually see what's going on, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. But, the idea of these shared workspaces, right? Like there's companies, everyone from crypto to like more um, um, like you know, traditional uh, software yeah. companies where yeah. they're talking about how multiple companies can work together on, 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 on the same thing. Yeah, because they're working usually on the same yeah. technology There's stack. also another example that a really good point is Jira. It's a ticketing software okay. that a lot of the companies using. I think uh, for the last four or five years, mm -hmm. a lot of the companies are turning towards Jira because all conversations can be tracked on the same ticket, you can say that, and uh, multiple people can work on it. People can be from different companies working on the same ticket mm -hmm. until it's closed, resolved, or, you know. Okay. Um, that's one of the main things that people are working with now. Amazing. Yeah, um, yeah like, yeah. Like, I was thinking about this before, right? Like, mm. how, like, especially with blockchain, I was, really, I was really into it, like, two years ago. Yeah. Like, going to a deep dive. Yeah. Like, how the technology being utilized to better transact between multiple parties, mm -hmm. right? Because like, Dan Sullivan really hit the nail on like, if you can decrease the, the need for the structure where mm -hmm. companies have to f form large things, uh, large entities, which we see now, a lot of companies are running way more lean than ever before. Yeah, for sure. Because of power technology. Power yeah. technology made it easier to like, okay, few people can do more, mm -hmm. therefore the majority of people you can, we can just hire out as needed. But again, experience. You need experienced people to do more. Right? I think. I think, I mean, people my age or like younger people, younger generation thinks they can do everything, yeah. especially in development. That main topic today, development, is uh, you need experience. You need those experienced guys to make sure that your products are, you know, well handled. You know, it's easier to make a product, but it's hard to handle it later. So again, if you hire somebody that's, that can do more, uh, they say they can do more, you need that guy to have experience. I think we also went, went over that hard hurdle how developers here have maybe five years of experience. They're taking $50, $60 an hour. I mean, it's reasonable for in, in the development space for $60 an hour in Canada is nothing. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, the languages are so uh, vast or, you know, the languages are s that they want to be using, like React Native, mm -hmm. so hard to use, right? So you need that guy to have experience. It's easier to get experienced guys outsourced. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. The same, if you're paying $50, $60 an hour to a five-year experienced guy, I can bet you we can get you maybe 12 or 13 hours, uh, sorry, 13 years of experience guy for the same price, mm. right? So I think he can do way more to, to make your point, right? Smaller teams, more companies are getting lean so that, you know, they don't have to spend much on these resources, you can call them. Yeah. Right? So again, to your point, experience no. is needed. Absolutely. Right? And I mean, India's uh, tech culture is uh, blowing up. Like yeah. I've been watching, exactly. uh, I mean, I've been following a lot on like on in LinkedIn, yes, but on Instagram, mm -hmm. right? Um, I really want to go down there and check it out. Like, how's that looking there? How's uh, India? Uh, how, how's that culture there? 
The work culture are you talking about? Yeah, the work like like there's a, like they have their own tech community, right? Yeah, like, exactly. their own startup community. Yeah, like India is like the IATs. Yeah, have gotten so much fame. Exactly. After now, like what what is it now? Microsoft CEO. Microsoft CEO. I think Google CEO. Google CEO. Uh, which is Sundar Pichai. Sundar Pichai. Yeah. Right. And um, a new one now. Somebody else has recently came on, right? From from an IIT as well. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember right now, but. Um, Biggest right. example against Google CEO mm -hmm. Sundar Pichai. He's from India, yeah. and uh, he's been working for Google forever. And yeah. I think he's obviously now the CEO. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, so that's what I mean. So, like, uh, what I'm trying to understand is, like, from someone from, from India, like, mm -hmm. trying to trying to explain to a more yeah. Canadian audience. Yeah. Like, how is India different from here mm -hmm. in the way they train for the tech staff? Okay, uh, I'll start with education. Yeah. The education in India might be cheaper than here for mm -hmm. sure, but the stuff they teach you, you just mentioned IIT, did you? Yeah. Right? The stuff they teach at IIT, nowhere from n like the Waterloo kids here, they learn the same thing, might not be even half as smart as these IIT kids. So the education itself matters a lot, right? My own cousins went to IIT, uh, they're like six years younger than me, probably smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not afraid to say that because education plays such a huge part in w what you become when you're trying to get hired for a company working in Canada, right? Because I think it, here it's more, um, how do you say, it's more subtle and I think it's easier to work a good working environment. Over there, there's so much competition. I mean, there's 1.9 billion people there, right? Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're up and over those people, you know, just to get yeah, hired at a better company. Been, exactly. Uh, been a factor. Yeah, right? so starting with education, for sure. I mean, the education there is so much better. I wish I got educated in India, by the way. I realize that now, because, uh, I mean, sure, I went to Ryerson here, I did pretty good. But again, if I went to IIT, it would be completely different. I would be 10 times as smarter, yeah. right? And uh, not only because it's just people are born that way, it's nothing like that. Yeah. It's the principles that they're teaching. Because if you have a bigger crowd that you have to make sure you get uh, brilliant thinkers out of, you have to make sure that the education's that level, Absolutely. right? So that's there in India for sure. And coming to work, um, I think everybody in India is following the same principles slowly, slowly that U.S. and Canada, U.K., bigger, com bigger, uh, you know, countries are following. Like Asia, same, same exact workspace. Jira is actually American product. India is one of the biggest uh, user for Jira as a help desk system, right? There's also products like uh, Office 365. You know, the bi the biggest market for those products is in India. Yeah. Not only the market for users. The developers that that can do stuff on Office 365, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. So there's more startups there. I think nobody in India is can be in the tech space can be considered poor at yeah. all because again coming to the money, they're making a lot of money for sure. Yeah. I mean they're able to pay, uh, you know, tons of developers even at our company. We started about 11 years ago. Now today we're easily able to pay all these developers because there's so much business, right? There's 1.8 billion people. If out of that half a billion become tech savvy, there's a huge growing community, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Right? India just became the fifth largest economy in the world. Exactly. Without France. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Crazy. I mean, uh, are you uh, are you big in history at all? Like, um, kind of. Yeah, you can say that. So I've been recently getting into a lot of Indian history, yeah. especially understanding the culture, the yeah. differences there, and how it all kind of formed. Yeah. 
I know, being Sri Lankan myself. Oh, Indian history, I would, I would be pretty good for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've been trying to look into the different, like, like how colonization happened, right? Like mm. How uh, India as a fractured nation <laughs> was slowly, slowly taken over. Rebuilt, until, exactly. Until all these kind of things happened and yeah. how that drastically affected it. Yeah. Um, there was a MP of, um, oh man, what was his name? Thapur, Satishi, Satish Thapur. Uh, he's an MP of Kerala. Okay. Um, he did a talk. He really what sparked my interest. Uh, a few years ago, he did a, a speech at um, Oxford University. Mm -hmm. They were asked to. The speech topic was how did British how did British India help in India? Right? How did British India help India? Yeah. Okay. How did how did the Makes British sense. how did the British yeah. help India? Right. I and have a very good answer for that actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the talk was uh, basically centered upon like you know mostly on education. Mm -hmm. And it was, a, it was a debate speaker. One person came up and told about all the things that uh, the legacy was left behind. Mm -hmm. And then this guy came and gave the biggest like, like uh, ripping into it mm -hmm. of some economic data of how uh, not only the resources drained out of India, yeah. but it was systematically cut off. Like people couldn't definitely cut they off. They couldn't grow. I yeah. mean, in the British India, I think until 1947, mm -hmm. we were ruled by the British. And uh, they just didn't let us grow. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say this too out loud. I think it could have been better. India would have been much better as a country if they weren't ruled. But again, things happen for a reason. Uh, if you think about it, US has had about 25 presidents, right? Something like that. Trump is like the 25th one now. Mm -hmm. uh, India has only had half of that. I'll tell you why, because US has been, um, US is a developed country, of course. Yeah. The reason it's like that is because 200 years has it's been since uh, U.S. was uh, freed up. Yeah. So India. Dale, can you fact check that? How many presidents have there been in the U.S.? Just Google that. I just yeah. heard 21st, 21st president was Franklin or something. Okay. But I mean, it's been it's in the 20s for sure. Yeah. I guarantee I'm gonna check but that. But India has India has had much less. I'll tell you why because it's only been 70 years. Yeah, of course. Since we got our independence. Yeah, yeah. Imagine India at this rate. I mean, yeah, population's a factor. I mean, it was. India also had right. one of the biggest economies in the exactly. world. Exactly. Right? So the re I mean, not just that. It's, I think it's also uh, the fact that India could have grown more without the British. How many? 45. 45. Oh, 45. That's yeah. way too much. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. 45 for yeah. like 200 years. years old. Exactly. They're 300 years old. Yeah. yeah. So now we're only 70. India, by the time we're 200 years old, we're off the charts, yeah. literally. I'm telling yeah. you, all these myths are going to go away. I, I know, I don't think this, I know this. All yeah. these myths are going to go away. That, I believe you know. so too. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been like, this whole pro-India movement is happening right now. There's a lot of nationalism happening in India. And part of that is leading to a lot of re research. Mm -hmm. it's opening up a lot of research into what India's past was, yep. pre-colonization. Yep. I mean, the government's fear because such a new nation and so many different people, 1.8 yeah. billion people, so many different cultures. Exactly. Let's not look back because the people might remember they used to be independent <laughs> and wanted independence. Yeah. Right? Like Bangladesh and like Pakistan and mm -hmm. all these issues. Yeah. So it's always been like, let's create a monoculture, let's create a new India. India is new. It's only 30 years old, it's new. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's almost got pushed to a race culture. But there's been a shift recently mm -hmm. with this rise and like, in self-pride yep. of looking backwards. Yeah. And uh, have you been following this at all? Like, uh, Not exactly, but I do know that we're like the fifth largest economy in mm -hmm. the world now. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I heard it on the radio actually two, three days ago. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, um, sure you can track back some of the excellence that came. It could have been the British because, you know, they left a lot of their mannerisms. The English that Indian people use is a lot different than yeah. Canadian. Actually, no, not that different than Canadian because we're still, we're still ruled by the yeah. UK. 
but American English is more perfect than mm -hmm. Indian English. But again, Indian English is coming from UK. You have to understand that it's a different origin. So again, UK, sorry, not UK, uh, British did change the whole country yeah. and the future of it. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, we build up, we rebuild on yeah. it, right? So I mean, fifth, fifth largest, who knows next year we could have been the first, could yeah. be the first. Right? Yeah, uh, I mean, do you, what, do you th what do you think? You think it's going to be the first India? Oh, yeah, be next year. <laughs> next yeah. year, you never know. <laughs> right? I mean, we, we have 1.8 billion people. Yeah. If everybody, let, I mean, it's the world's I, largest. Democracy. I always think about this. Americans yeah. could have so much money, but if the Indian money comes together, 1.8 billion people, we have, we have, we can surpass you easily. I yeah. mean, India is not in that much debt. I mean, there is debt for sure. India is not in that much debt as the U.S. You know, how, yeah. fact check. I think trillions of debt yeah. is right now yeah, yeah, in the U.S. Yeah. So that's that's not a problem for sure, yeah, right? And, and it's amazing how so many people, and yet we don't have that much, that many problems. I mean, sure, there's problems in every country, but we could we're doing much better than we thought. I thought would yeah. be right? no, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's the world's biggest democracy. Yeah. Right. How like were you were you involved politically at all? Like trying to trying to figure politics never actually got my yeah. <laughs> attention. I think I I do. I mean. I mean, definitely I follow the sports, I follow the religions, I follow the cultures, but the Indian politics never actually got to me. Maybe, I think, maybe it's the fact that we, we did do it in school, we did learn about it in school, it's just never, some things don't nurture, right, inside mm -hmm. you, and they, you, don't, you don't get excited about them. Politics is one of them. But I do know that most of the things about the recent facts, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so most recently like, I've been, uh, again, following the, this history, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you know anything about like the, like, the ancient religions, uh, it's ancient cultures of the world, like the... Of the world? Yeah. yeah. Like how, from man... Like, so there was like, yeah. From six, monkeys, right? <laughs> yeah. Not just that, but there's six cradles of civilization yeah. where like the actual nations came from, like actual, like Mesopotamia or like Egypt and like, oh, Greece and all that, that yeah, right? Yeah. But there was uh, another region, for, like uh, Indus Valley civilization. Mm -hmm. Right where, that's where in the Indus Valley region, like, mm -hmm. that is a completely different type of civilization came yeah. up and yeah. spread from there. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the starting point of like India's history. Yeah. And the entire region's history actually. Yeah. yeah. And recently in like Tamil Nadu, they were they found a like part of the Harappa civilization that they came Harappa, there. Yeah. Harappa. Um, they found a dig there. Yeah. Ten thousand years old. Yeah. Right. A city that yeah. wasn't buried in time. Yeah. It's in there, showcasing that. There has been an archaeological footprint oh, from yeah, that time for sure. in that I mean, region. Our gods too. You know how many gods yeah. Indian people yeah. have? I think like more than 200 for mm -hmm. sure. But <clears throat> uh, if you, I'm not sure if you know about Shiva. Yeah. So there's actually a place in India. It's called Shivling. Mm -hmm. That's where it's said that he used to sit on top of the um, a mountain down there and actually pray. Yeah, so yeah. all that history is there yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. That's where we came from for sure. I Definitely. understand that. Definitely. I mean, talking about Hinduism, I feel like there's a revival for the religion almost. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a couple. Do you know what cyberpunk is? No, not exactly. So cyberpunk is like um, a type of genre of like art. Mm -hmm. uh, it's big on Instagram. It's with like a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. So like Blade Runner. It's like a cyberpunk. Blade punk, Runner. Okay. Cyberpunk. Yeah, I heard of that kind of film, right? There's a game coming come called Cyberpunk 2077. It's a mm -hmm. type of like despotic kind of future where like mixing technology and futurism in a, like a negative way. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of dystopian, right? But in India, the, this type, this culture has kind of been shifted and merged together with Hinduism and like the elements from it. Yeah. 
the culture, right? Yeah, for the culture. A lot yeah. of designers there, a lot yeah. of artists, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the new age, the new wave of art coming there mm-hmm. from like Indian um, um, uh, cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I just posted a post uh, on my Instagram, like yeah. on my stories, of, like okay. a few uh, days ago, yeah. right? About this, the reshare of one, right? And yeah. it, it, it's it's crazy. Like the old world art is now merging with the new world art, especially yeah. in the digital age, for sure. And it's coming out. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Like it's, it's, it's a different culture showing its lens into the world, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's where we are originate from, mm-hmm. I mean, right? Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of it. Like art is a great way of um, bringing back, uh, coming into the world stage, right? Mm-hmm. So Satish Sapoor told us about this, like India pursues soft power. I'm it's sorry, called what? India pursues? Soft power. Soft power. Right? It's like, it's not about a hardcore military stance yeah. where it's like, we're, we have a huge military, you know, where we stand for this, yep. they focus on soft power. Their culture, like Indian dramas now, right? Like they say the Taliban stopped fighting in Afghanistan mm-hmm. around the time that this particularly, particularly Indian dramas air on their national for sure. shows, right? Yeah. Like, I, like it's it's actual a huge democracy. People do what they want. Yeah, right. right? And yeah. like uh, the culture has spread so much that the surrounding regions in Asia and Africa yeah. uh, has, uh, has appreciated this. Mm-hmm. And because of that, people want to transact more with India. Exactly. Right? And that's the soft power that's now opening up new uh, lands of opportunity mm-hmm. right? for India. Like, exactly. I mean, you understand the North American market. Like, how is it globally? How has India changed globally as a, as a power? I think, um, I think tourism makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in India's economy and revenue, right? Um, there's, a, there's a state in India called Madhya Pradesh. Yeah. They're actually, uh, there's no country, or sorry, no city or like, there's no st- province in Canada that's actually popularizing people coming and seeing their heritage. Uh, India's doing that. Madhya Pradesh and, you know, there's Rajasthan, these two mm. states. There's actually big film stars trying to promote the tourism there. I think that's definitely helped the Indian economy a lot. Definitely. Tourists bring in money, right? Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, compared to the American market, uh, sorry, North American market, like you said, if you're doing it technology-wise, I mean, there's much smarter people here because the experience or like the exposure you get because there's no less competition. But again, the education there has so much of a different impact in on these developers or all these uh, all these tech-savvy people is because there's so many of them. Yeah. And the ones that are average over there might be half as much. Uh, sorry, I mean, sorry, double as much smart as the people here, right? In the tech, uh, technology space. Again, I mean, it's a developing country, so we're yeah. getting there, yeah, right? Absolutely. There's gonna be a day that for sure, uh, companies are gonna be bigger in India. Uh, I mean, there's already big companies and industries in India, but I think um, it could be bigger as soon as we get a little bit more space to grow, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, the country is not getting any bigger, it's just population is, maybe that's the problem. But uh, again, China, you know, China has a, this brings me, the population fact brings me, China has a limit on how many kids you can have in yeah. your house. India doesn't have that yet, <laughs> right? So maybe that's a, something that we could implement for sure. Definitely. Right? Um, I mean, cool thing is uh, about, like the growth of India, right? Uh, as, as a regional, like being the world's largest democracy, now being a technology powerhouse, yeah, yeah. Uh, cultural powerhouse, uh, promoting itself globally. I mean, I think it's changing kind of the landscape of, uh, of how the East People see, look India, yeah, exactly. Uh, not just the, uh, India, like the East in general, yeah. right? Uh, and you're right in the way I think the myths about India are going to change because the old ways of doing things are going to change. Exactly. I mean, we're adapting, right? It's 70 years is not much. Uh, maybe about 
when we're done about a hundred, could it look? It will definitely look different than how it is now. Yeah, right? but like I mean, going back to what you said about like smarter coming out of Indian yeah. schools, like hundred yeah. percent. Like I, I believe like in the East, like, the standards are much bigger, mm -hmm. but I think they're still like handicapped by following the old British ways of doing things, where it's like study by the book and answer the test yeah. for it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, one of the main criticisms has been mm -hmm. um, with with hiring people from India is because it's become so. Um, task oriented, like mm -hmm. tell me what to do, I'll do it, or like by the book, mm -hmm. the creative element is almost it's missing. lacking. It's yeah. lacking, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you I went to school here, so sure. you probably see the difference yeah. in that yeah. kind of uh, thinking. Yeah. I mean, if you think about uh, when you say creative element, what do you mean exactly? Creative as in like um, I might be wrong here. Maybe right? thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box, right? Yeah. right? I mean, coming like the, the 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 mentality there being more like you know because you go through such a um, I guess authoritarian teacher teaches you this, mm -hmm. repeat back, yeah. listen to the book, repeat yeah. back kind of methodology. It's more like subservient almost, right? You go into the workforce looking like, tell me what to do and I'll do it yep. kind of thing. Whereas here, it's becoming more free form where it's like you are independent to, you know, and meant to think at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And do you, think, do you think it's easier to be entrepreneur here than in India? Uh, I think in India has much more. <laughs> I think it's much. much I mean, quantity-wise, we have way more companies and entrepreneurs for sure. I mean, because of the populations. But you think it's easier because of the work ethic I, or something? I like don't that? think so. I think the cost of, um, um, sorry, the cost of living is so high. The risk of being an entrepreneur. I think it's an actual formula. I don't know if sure if someone actually figures out yet, but I'm pretty sure it's a formula mm -hmm. on the on risk tolerance. The riskier it is to make like a jump into, uh, you know, make these kind of, to make any kind of risky um, investment or yeah. investments, mm -hmm. right, the less people are going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so costly to live here uh, and people get so stuck with debt. We're, yeah, North America is very infatuated with debt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're nothing compared to the States. Yeah. But still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, student loans, loans, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's OSAP here to cover you, but again, you have to yeah. pay that back. Right? Everyone is drowning in debt. I think even to become an entrepreneur here, I know you have to have your side income actually, or like some kind of income covering your actual expenses because it's so hard to, you know, and keep investing. Yeah. I think businesses here, I know my CEO that I used to work for before, he used to have the biggest problem that he didn't want to invest in his business more. Mm. You know, as a startup or even as a tech company startup, I think if you don't invest, you know, Elon Musk, the Tesla guy, Tesla yeah. guy, he actually in one, of, I heard this in one of his videos that if you don't invest in a business early, mm. it's never going to profit enough uh, for you to actually, you know, break the eggs yeah. or break the fruit later because you're always thinking that I put this much money in and it should be producing. It's not like that. You yeah. have to keep putting in money to develop the ways that are actually going to, you know, build your business mm -hmm. and then you make money. Yeah. So again, you have to be very careful because there's a lot of risk. Like yeah. Putting in money into something, there's a lot of risk in Canada. <laughs> right. Yeah, I yeah. feel so too. Like, uh, what do you think about um, India versus Canada? You've lived in both places. Yeah, I think it's harder to get a job here. Get a job For sure. here? For sure. Get a job yeah. here or entrepreneurship wise? No, get a job here. Okay. Entrepreneurship, I mean, I I'm, doing, I'm doing so myself. I didn't find it that hard. I mean, you have the resources. What, what do you think is better here or India? Or it might not be better, but, um, but like, I would say preferable. Starting affordable wise, Prefer India, preferable. preferable here. Yeah, so much easier. I'll tell you why. Because uh, if you're working out of India, you can't score a lot of American clients that easily. Mm. It's easier to extend an arm from here, sitting in here to India. I think it's just my thoughts. 
it, it's easier to extend an arm and actually grab a couple of people as a client. If you're sitting in Canada or US, what do you think? Yeah, so preferable. Uh, like, is your measure of preferable access to the American market? It is, it is. I mean, sales is everything to me. I'm a sales guy, yeah, yeah. right? So I, I actually don't, going reverse of the myth, Indian people are usually look to be very stingy with money yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I don't know where that came from because yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah. I actually like making more money, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's easier to make money sitting mm -hmm. here as an entrepreneur than in India because there's so much competition, right? Any company you open, like the work I'm doing here, dedicated resource development, if I was doing that in India, I would have so much competition. People are like, oh, I just heard two or three days ago, this guy's also doing the same thing. Mm. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> okay, that's fine, that's fine. I'm better yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta prove that. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no proving element here. You have, you have people who, people like me, who are just looking to expand, you know, expand their businesses. And there's not a lot of us, right? There's not a lot of businesses in Canada compared to India. Of course, there's a lot of businesses in Canada, but uh, compared to India, it's a bigger market. I think you can do much better if you become, also depends on what kind of entrepreneur you're trying to become. If you're just doing an app, it's so much easier to build it out mm -hmm. in India, if you're saying in India. But if you're doing an app development company, oh, yo, if you're here, people get so much more business than India. Mm -hmm. And I've heard real-time stories, like I talk to at least 50 people every day who are entrepreneurs or maybe, you know, like working in a company with me, for me, or against me. I've always heard that you have a life that's easier here. Yeah, sure, expense-wise, you're paying more yeah, for yeah, everything. Yeah. Even the candy costs more in Canada, but you know, you gotta, so you gotta factor in the fact. My experience with like the development, yeah. uh, development companies in, Canada, in Toronto, mm -hmm. especially, well, the Toronto ones I have familiar with, but even Canada-wide, mm -hmm. is that their market share is shrinking because there's so much competition now, here too. Exactly. For dev shops. And, and how many people do we have in Canada? Right, 40, 50 million, yeah. something, right? Yeah, and yeah. over there is like, yeah, thirties, right? Something. Yeah, Thirty million. So, and there's a billion there. Yeah, yeah. So comparing wise, for sure. So I mean, that's the, the beauty of the an emerging market, yeah. right? I mean, you guys are growing so much that even though there's so much competition, the mm. market is growing at, at a certain speed. Yeah. Whereas here, the market is growing, but like very stagnantly. But like we have the infrastructure support, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, how is it like infrastructure wise? Like here we have somewhat pretty good established infrastructure mm -hmm. for, for to support entrepreneurship. Yeah. We have more, more things here, mm -hmm. but. Like, you, you know, we have uh, in Canada, actually, that brings me up, uh, like there's actually regional um, foundations helping entrepreneurs yeah. get money for their businesses. That's not there in India. Nobody's gonna help you. I mean, of course, there's some people who lend you money or like, you know, who will invest in your business. There's big investors who have money in India, but it's, I think it's easier to get the funding here. Even me, when, when I was 17 or 18 years old, I had an idea. So I went up to this uh, organization called uh, Peel Board, uh, not, not Peel Board, Peel, Peel, uh, registration board or something okay they actually helped me they told me plans on how you can get funding i said i'm 18 years old mm. how am i gonna how are you gonna get me funding nobody's gonna trust me they're like no it's not it's canada boy. Yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> if you if you're an entrepreneur and they see that you're a good like you're a good influence or like a good yeah. person to work with they don't care about your age yeah right most people don't even know my age how old do you think i am i'm not sure actually exactly accepted um, it's very, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I give you two guesses, you won't be able to guess it. Okay, I, let me get two guesses. Yeah. Okay, first one. I'll go, let's go young, 25. Close. 
Close. 24. Okay, 24. Shit. I was, I was next, very close. My next guess was 35. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, again, it's the looks and yeah. the, the mind yeah, that's yeah, yeah, different, yeah. right? So again, so I think it's easier to become more, um, more of a business person here. Mm-hmm. Although I did have a lot of friends in India whose dads are like crazy rich, like crazy rich Asians. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, again, that's, that's like from the beginning, they've been doing that. If you're smart, you can make money anywhere. You know, I've made money in India, I've made money here. Yeah. It's, it's not a hard thing. It's not rocket science to make money. I but think the criticism has been yeah. like, I mean, I don't know how accurate this is. I mean, it's more of a question. Again, mm-hmm. most of the stuff I'm saying today is not my opinion. It's things yeah. I've, I've read about, heard about, criticism course, I've heard. Course, yeah. um, is again, is when it comes to the legal system. North mm-hmm. America's real asset is the legal system, mm-hmm. where we have put priority on the, on, on on it because it was built organically, meant for uh, meant for the community they lived in. Whereas in East, especially India, it was built by again a foreign power um, that was meant to build it for a certain purpose, for yeah. its own purposes, yeah. and it's been assumed and taken over by a new government, and it's still now still struggling to figure out how to make it. Uh, uh, like you know, accessible and applicable for everybody, and actually have power, power everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we take this system for granted. But one of the things we have benefits is being able to use the power of the courts to defend yeah. ourselves. So here, because we have that guarantee, mm-hmm. okay, aka the, the the government, we're more willing to transact, yeah. invest in a business, yeah. or do business, or all that. But again, the uh, criticism has always been. I've heard the opposite from people in India. It's like, yeah, I mean, we don't have a legal system, but it's more about the trust. Yeah. It's like here, you guys ask for paperwork and all these things and signatures there, like I'll look in the eye, yeah, shake your hand exactly. and we do a deal. I kid you not, people in India trust each other much more than people in Canada trust each other. Is it because you have to? No, I no. don't think it's because you have to. It's just, okay, so let's just say I'm working for an Indian company right now. If I didn't sign the contract with them, a Canadian company that I could have been working for, they'll take so much advantage of that. Yeah. They'll never pay me the money. Nope. Because I never signed the contract. Yeah. But if like you're working, yeah. exactly, they'll make sure that they, you know, make some money out of me or like snatch yeah. some money because I don't have a contract. Yeah. However, if the same company that I'm working with now, I can trust them enough that they would still pay me without any really? doubt. Really? I don't know why. It's just always there. I mean, of course they can break it, but I really don't expect them to. Do you think it's a more cultural thing? It is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally, I love India because, you know, I was there for 16 years. Uh, I was just telling somebody on the way here that if I get a chance, I would move to India tomorrow. Not because, you know, I mean, I'm, succe- I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying to get successful here. But uh, I think it's a lot more opportunities mm. I can do, right, in India. Yeah, man. Yeah. And family, too. I mean, my whole family is in India. I just have my mom, dad, and my brother here. That's a fascinating critique, right? I mean, we here are so obsessed with protecting ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Even though we have a, play, have a place that's the most stable. Like, we live in a pretty stable society, yeah. and yet we're obsessed about security and protection. Yeah. If you think about it. Exactly. Right? Um, I mean, was it a, cl- a culture clash at all when you came here from... I think so. I mean, I had a very thick accent in the beginning. I was 16, so... I was just getting into the schooling system too. Yeah. But again, the culture didn't affect me. I'll tell you why, because the studies were so different. Yeah. It's so much easier. High school was a breeze. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I used to play ball from right after school till 4 p.m. 4 p.m. till 10 p.m. I was playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. I have an exam next day, I'm acing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I came from India. You know, <laughs> the stuff that you guys are doing in grade 11 or 12 here, 
has already been taught to me, maybe in grade nine, actually. The foundation of the education is so much thicker or like, you know, so much more stable that... Which system do you prefer? Did you, you prefer? Like, just like, you, do you prefer the new system here? Like, do you think that the richness of content? There's pros and cons yeah. in both. So that's what I'm looking for. I, exactly. I mean, if you study in India, sure, you'll be, I, I know you will be so much smarter because yeah. the content is so massive, right? Yeah. They, they try to fit so much more in your brain. And I think they do it pretty well. I mean, there's good good amount of, uh, you know, education schedules that you can follow. Mm-hmm. But uh, here, it's more about what you want to do. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know that? Mm-hmm. In, in high school, you can have physics, biology, and chemistry all together in the same semester. Yeah. In India, you can't do that because okay. you, go, go, you go crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? There's three yeah. major subjects. Yeah. But here, I did those three things in the same semester. Same, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because nobody's stopping you from what you want to do here. So I think, again, it's more freedom-wise better here. Like, what but, do you feel <laughs> about the purpose or the mission of education here versus there? Like in India, what was the... Like, Everybody wants to be a doctor, engineer, of course, or like classic. a lawyer yeah. in India. Lawyers knew, by the way. Before it used to be doctor or engineer, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, I did engineering because, you know, that's always what I wanted to do. I was into technology ever. But uh, here, uh, the question was that, how do you think is different? Yeah, like, like preferable, like preferable <coughs> in that sense, it's like, what, what do you think is the goal of education? Like, Oh, the goal of education here. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a very refined question. Uh, I think the goal of education here is be who you want to be, mm. right? Yeah. They don't stop you. Like if you, th- there's actually programs here that even in engineering, first year is common for everybody. And you can switch programs, go to another stream, chemical or computer, anything you want to be. I don't think that option is there in India very, I mean, that option is obviously there because people switch streams all the time. But it's, it's, the, it's very like, judgy its system if you first year you did something different and second year you're trying to do chemical engineering maybe it's very judgy like people are going to judge you forever that why did you do that i know it's weird right like, but that's the truth so what is it like <coughs> you don't belong here because you didn't start from originally or no, is it it's like just why would you change? competition right you're losing a year of your life mm. and over here it doesn't matter yeah right here you're encouraged to take a Pe- you know, leap year they like make a, you exactly they make you do extra courses to improve year. yourself yeah. But in India, it's considered the, like, the worst thing in the sin. world if you're repeating anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's because of the culture. It's definitely the Hindu culture, yeah. that especially where I'm from. If I did the same grade again, my dad would kick my ass. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, if I did the same thing here, which I did actually, I made, they, made them, they made me do grade 10 uh, math again, just to make sure that I get the root basics. I aced it. But, uh, in India, that was if I told people in India that I did that, they'd be like, "Whoa, why? Why is everything okay? Are you like retarded now?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. So exactly, that that's still there, and yeah. you can ask any Indian person in the world; they'll say, "Yeah, my mom and dad are gonna kill me." I don't my think we're allowed to say that, <laughs> say those, uh, say those words like that anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> right? It's so much different. I think yeah. you can, uh, you can. Th- it's a different goal here for mm. education. Again, the question comes back. Uh, if you study here, really nobody cares what you do. Yeah. You can do anything you want. And again, that's why entrepreneurship is easy. Because entrepreneurship, I think, is like stepping out of the box. Mm-hmm. It's not thinking anymore. It's stepping out of the box. So you think the mental framework is provided here allows for entrepreneurship uh, more? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in India, if you are trying to become an engineer, for sure you can do that. You can get a degree in even entrepreneurship. 
but it won't be the same or you won't be looked at society the same if you didn't do engineering. Gotcha. I so like, I mean, have you ever seen those memes online with the difference between a business, starting a business, yeah. being a businessman, businesswoman versus being an entrepreneur? Um, so it's like the example of, you know, a businessman takes, or a businesswoman takes a, gets a banana, for, buys for a dollar, sells for a dollar fifty, makes arbitrage, that's a business. Entrepreneur right? makes a shake out of it, yeah. sells it for two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I saw right? an Instagram post about that. That being the difference. So yeah. do you feel like... The entrepreneurship happens here more and business happens more in India. Again, the creativeness is there, mm -hmm. right? So people really love, I mean, especially, I mean, Bluemix too. You guys love thinking outside the box, yeah. right? Uh, maybe that's lacking in India. It's, we're still slowly getting there, but it's a little bit, there's a little bit lag there, yeah. for sure. I feel like that comes from a place when a certain percentage of the population mm -hmm. is comfortable. Yeah. In the middle class, yeah. right? You're comfortable enough to think more at a higher level. I'm not running for substance anymore. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, there's, there's still a large amount of people in India. Like we think of India and think about people who are poor. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people who have historical wealth, land, yeah, right, like, yeah. Uh, property. Like they've had substantial generations of generations, generations of, of actually money, coming. so much money. Right. The sure. issue is the money doesn't float. I think I think like a lot of generational people, especially culturally, are like. Why am I going to fund your thing? Why don't I just build upon my Why don't I? Exactly. And I think that, you do you think that mindset's here? I don't think so. No, here's the exact right? opposite. Exact opposite. People love investing in other people. Yeah. I mean, if obviously the trust is harder to make once you, because there's not a lot of people here. But once they, once they get the trust right, I think it's they invest yeah. in it, right? And I mean, do you think it was a detriment like to culture, like to like growing up there or, be, or like just trying to do things? That um, like, where does cap like if you want to get capital in India versus here? Like, have you had experience in this? Like, like capital as in money wise? Yeah, like you want to get money to do something, a project yeah. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether it be a sponsor. So much easier here. So much easier. Again, I told you about York Peel region. These guys have people sponsoring anyone that who's, who wants to do business. They so don't what, even look at your how, age. What if you wanted to do that in, in India? Like if you wanted to, I'm not do this project. Sure, you can find people. There's yeah. much more people, but there's no agencies helping you do that. So there's no institution. There's more, no institution. It's more people, individuals. It's more people, individuals, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if you know the right amount of people, sure, you can become a huge businessman in India, but uh, you have to make sure that you, have the, you know the right amount of people or right people. Are the right people. Actually, here it might be easier to find wealth for your business. Cool, awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we delve into a lot about India and things like that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, anything else you want to, you want to bring up? Just uh, development. Let's yeah, bring let's bring up, up my your, site. Yeah. The company you work at. Yeah. So you work uh, a nine to five yeah. with the main company. Yeah. But you also have multiple side projects exactly. and side co companies you work with. Yeah. Right. So let's break it down for us. I, I want, like we talk like talking a lot about the future of work yeah. and what it means to be a modern day worker. Yeah. Right. Like you are wearing multiple hats, yeah. multiple things. And your yeah. LinkedIn happening right now. Exactly. Break it down for us. What do you, uh, what do you so do? I mean, I mean, sure, we can look up my LinkedIn too. That's there. Yeah. But the company that. This one is Archisys. My name is Archit, yeah. by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> I right? almost thought of your company. Yeah, I it's originally amazing. thought of your company. You know, I told the founder that, I mean, I met him like what, six months ago, seven months ago. Yeah. But uh, I told the founder, thank you so much for naming the company after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, they didn't actually. Okay. Uh, this uh, basically my full time job, if you, since you started with that, is actually website development. But this is on the side something I do. Cool. Uh, this is a company run by dedicated developers. That's our model. Uh, I keep talking about that actually, development, development, because uh, the reason yeah, that... Dedicated development is a different kind of it's, methodology. It's a, it's a different, uh, not methodology, I would say it's a model. model. It's a business model. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because, you know, you as a, as a business owner or like a tech company startup owner, 
you could easily get people over here but why get people over here for the same price if you can get somebody twice as experienced maybe for less price right so our model is completely actually see cost efficient that dedicated development model where you hire developers dedicated for your time and your skills right so based on how you want them to work IT project so we have project managers we have designers we have developers ready to get hired it's the other way around we're not looking for developers we already have a bunch of them mm. so we're actually getting them hired here so do you hire them on salary yourselves and pretty much resource them out or uh, is both. it both actually both models so uh, we have uh, we already have a bunch of developers who are working on projects on the side here there uh, within our company um, but also we give the clients that I'm trying to get yeah. uh, an option to handpick developers Right, so we get them a bunch of resumes that hey, I mean it's India, 1.8 billion people. If a, if you put a job posting here, I got told this very recently. If you put a job posting in Canada for a developer, uh, you'll get through two or three like solid resumes for sure. I mean, really good guys. But uh, if you put the same posting in India, you get a hundred easily, a hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is because there's so many people, right? So any development language that you work with, we can get you. Um, Front-end developers, web developers, uh, Microsoft, that's what I was talking about, How Microsoft developer, can you go there? Yeah, hire Microsoft? Yeah. So we have Microsoft developers too. See, I mean, they So Microsoft uh, developers mean... Um, like C-sharp and ASAP.net, I should be there. Yeah, C-sharp, ASAP.net. So these are all basically the, like Microsoft's own languages. Yeah, I haven't seen C-sharp in a while like here. Like, exactly. I don't think anyone even trains for that much. Uh, Actually, they do. It There's some developers here. For yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. I know some C sharp. I'm not too familiar with the the, the development Microsoft, space. The yeah. micro, no, the Microsoft ecosystem. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Of development. Yeah. So again, um, like obviously, they have an operating system which everybody uses. They also have their own language, right? So some of them are these. Um, another thing that we do is actually software development. So this is for hiring our developers. Uh, can you go to services? Yeah, so what, can you, you can name the difference between What's that. So, oh, so basically, software developer. One is you develop an actual product. Exactly. Other one is you hire. It's actually a service. Yeah. It's a service based model. So, this is actually, let's say, if you're almost done building your app or software, anything like that, we help you do that. So, that's our, that's our office, actually. Oh, nice. Arcesis, yeah. Uh, so, we help you do that. Do you directly. have a giant billboard in front of it? If we do. We do. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's sick, right? Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So that's the dedicated resource model. Not only can you do that, we can, you can also hire us to finish your software. So we'll give you a quote that maybe it's going to take like two months. Actually, I recently did a quote. This guy's almost, I signed NDA, so I can't talk about it much, but uh, this guy's doing um, something for sexual oriented diseases. He built the whole software. He's almost done. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people here. I don't know. It's weird. I, I mean, a lot of people who are almost done their product but they need help. They need that QA, that testing part to finish up or, and launch their product. Yeah, yeah, you, so you, that's there, we finish that, we do that too. Uh, again, it's very vast. Our model with hiring these developers, <clears throat> again, it doesn't have to be project basis. It could be hourly based too. So if you know, I don't want more than this many hours to be spent on my project, you can decide a rate and actually get that. Or you can just hire for a lifetime, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So there's like three months contract, like 15 months contract. So you can save money on prices. Again, so we built expenses. I'm going to be showing you that too. So cool. see, that's a timeline of how Arcesis is building products, enterprise solutions. That's that's our own so apps that we built. Expenses, just like Arcesis, product engineering, express mobility, enterprise mobility. So you know, we work with a lot. This is a of really nice site too, man. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah.
Um, it's built in React, I think. Oh, sure. nice. Yeah. Maybe it's WordPress or React. I, I hate sure. WordPress sites so much. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's very basic. You're seeing the same thing over and over again. Same, same kind of typeface. You know, type. even, even WordPress is getting better now. Yeah, I'll it is. Much. Yeah. It is. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you go to uh, solutions and then expense management. Yeah, that's the page. Oh, that's the page. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So yeah, Sales so on top of the ball. Expenses okay. is actually one of our, we call it enterprise solution because yeah. it's our own app actually. Yeah. So not only do we work with a lot of elevator companies, I know I'm going to be talking about that too. Expenses is a uh, expense management software go down. Yeah. So see how companies actually, they always need an expense management software. Yeah. So our software actually tracks every single, um, every single dollar you're putting into your business. And I think that's very important for businesses mm. nowadays because you want to know what you're spending money on, right? You don't want to leak. You don't want to have that leakage there. So uh, that's our software that we, I mean, our app is on um, App Store. You can check it out. So multi-currency expense manager, you know, it's, uh, it's completely based on hierarchy too. So you can have certain people base or like view your certain types of uh, so approvals. Is this a tax manager software? Like no, just, just like, expenses. Just under every expense, right? I mean, you, if you have a business developer, yeah. you can, well, how much you're paying them every month, you can have them, you can upload uh, your, what's it called, invoices here directly. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. I mean, so. So we use something called the Wave accounting, right? So Wave yeah, accounting. That, there you go, that's expenses right there. Cool. So Wave is like, you send invoices out to people, you yeah. get paid through in I heard about that, yeah. Right, and then it tracks, uh, it tracks your income versus, uh, your income versus, uh, yeah. how much you're, you're yeah. putting in, yeah. It adds a payroll and adds all these kind of things Everything. to it, right? Yep. Is it similar to that or is Very it a layer similar. that connects to it? Very similar, actually maybe even more, yeah. right? Because uh, I think uh, we took the negative parts and developed on them too. Cool. So that's there. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, wrap up with like the other projects you're working on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your LinkedIn because you're working on a few things. Oh yeah, exactly. Time, right? I mean, I do three things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's your, is this your full time? Uh, that's my part time. We, I just started actually. Okay. I just, uh, I mean, when I came back from Chicago, I started right away. In January yeah. 1st was my first day. So I love seeing this because when uh, we, we first checked your profile out before we reached out yeah. to you, yeah. after you got the sponsorship package for yeah. us, you want to go down, Dale? You know, we see like, I'm trying to figure out okay, who you are and, and like, you know. Exactly. These turn, three turn things on. are actually what I'm doing. You um, you're go down a little bit. Go yeah. down. Exactly. Stop right here. These three things are exactly what I'm doing. Cool. So ClickText is uh, my website development, uh, you know, um, uh, operations coordinator. I'm over there. Yeah, that's so your full time? Do, that's my full time. Okay. Right. Uh, the same person that owns ClickText single-handedly also owns FranchiseSoft. That's a CRM. Uh, it's for franchisees, you know, franchise yeah. lease management. Told, I think yeah. I told you about that. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the business development executive I'm doing for Archisys. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's very, I'm focusing a lot on the Archisys now because I know you, I, I have these jobs going anyways. Yeah, I just nine to five, but uh, Archisys is sales. I'm a sales guy. Yeah. I worked in Source actually. I'm not sure if you know that. In what? Source is like the Bell, you, you know Bell, right? It owns a, um, a source, mobility, uh, the source. Yeah, the yeah, source. the source, yeah. Yeah, I used to work there. Okay, okay. So I'm a sales guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I, I think I took that experience and actually I'm applying it on all three. Yeah, I respect right. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great to hear, man. Um, well, cool. Archie, man, thank you for coming on and talking Perfect. about this. We're going to have a ton of time talking about yeah. India and the India, different cultures. India, you got all your mitts clear, right? Nothing more. <laughs> hopefully, <Perfect>. right, hopefully. <laughs> Um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm planning a visit there as well, yeah. right? Okay. So I'll reach out to you for some, uh, perfect, perfect. some local hangouts. Sure. Cool. Thank you. Thank guys, you. Thank you guys. Perfect.